0: This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, Or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas looking for investors to back their vision.
1: We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So
0: let's get started. And a huge welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone for this episode of Make Your Pitch. We are here for one reason, actually many reasons, but the main reason is to put entrepreneurs in front of investors. And boy, there are times that we have some very unique, unique people, very creative people that come before and and come on our podcast episodes That those of you who are startup businesses that follow our our, uh, podcast and those investors which do too, you're going to recognize that this uh, guest today has a very unique opportunity and I think is well worth taking a look at. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. And uh, Ellen, at this point in time, why don't you introduce our guest today?
1: Thank you, Christopher. It's with a great deal of pleasure that I introduce the audience to Derek Butler, who is founder and CEO of Crispy. Crispy is an on-demand personal grooming service allowing customers to request and receive a haircut, style, or shave anytime, anywhere. At home, the office, or hotel room, Our mission is to make haircuts readily available to anyone, anywhere, while empowering stylists to control their earning potential and scale their business. Welcome, Derek.
2: Yes, Thank you. Glad to be here.
1: Derek, we're glad to have you. Why don't
0: you go ahead and tell everybody exactly what this is all about?
2: yeah absolutely. Um I like to take everybody uh, back to you know my founding story, which I tell all the time, you know when I'm on panels, but you know back when you know I was in graduate school and I was living a very um, busy life, both socially and and uh, and with work and and with family and and having to really juggle my schedule. Um, everything kind of came to the head you know, one Friday night when I had to actually fly out to attend a wedding in Las Vegas, and I didn't look my best. so, it was late, I tried to contact someone to provide service and had a, a huge struggle. I wound up flying out to Vegas and having the same challenge there. Um, I couldn't find anyone, I found someone at the last minute and didn't get the right service and look that I wanted. And I wound up going to that particular you know, event, that wedding saying, man, this is, this is not the experience that I'm looking for. And there can be technology that's used right now to make things life, life better for everyone. So that whole experience is is, is kind of the founding story of of why we came up with Crispy uh, to provide on-demand hair service, uh, professional hair service, by the way, from licensed, vetted um, professionals that can come to you, whether that's home, office, event, or hotel, and provide exceptional service. So that's what we're working on. We've got an app-based service. It's uh, currently in market right now. We've been uh, around for three years. And 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 the app is available both in iOS and Android uh, marketplace. Um, I truly had a cust my customer myself. <laughs> so um, and and we've uh, onboarded uh, you know thousands of customers right now in the San Francisco Bay Area.
0: You know that's just the tip of the iceberg though, Derek. You know you yes you're talking about a uh, rather broad service, but a service that's always in demand. I don't know when there hasn't been a barber, uh, at least in the recent 200 years anyway or more. But that being said, there's more to your service than that. You know, Dig a little deeper for us, my friend.
2: Absolutely. So um, what we've noticed is that there has been, uh, you know, when I first started, I thought it was just going to be for busy professionals that like, like myself, but you know, but after launching Chris, um, we have really begun to find other areas that need our services as well. For instance, um, one of our best clients is Mark, who is a special needs client, um, and and found it very in- incredible that we can come to the home to provide service. Um, and 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 also um Amy, who has small kids and she's a um, leading her, her family and having to juggle, you know, three, three, you know, healthy and live uh, uh, youth, three boys. And She finds our service well, you know, a very great service as well. And and also um, another client of ours has got a mom who was veteran. She also uses our service, and we provide service for her. And at that one particular time that, they, that she used us, we were able to get there right before of her birthday. And so we were able to give her the type of service that she needed for her birthday. And it was a big birthday at that. And uh, our service able to go there and provide services. She had a great day. So it's, it's also the, the special um, events that happen in our life that our service is available for. And and we've been able to do that for a number of customers since we've launched.
0: Well, how how are you getting the word out? This is a, I know that you you have a, at least a, a marketing plan in mind. What is your marketing uh, uh, procedure right now?
2: Right. So one of the great things that's happening, you know, Ellen, that I'm pretty excited about is that um, we are launching a new app uh, in the marketplace that's coming out um, in, in May of 2021. And, and our marketing is centered around um, digital Connections with our audience, and that's through uh, through groups, that's through um, you know uh, social media, that's through Google, and that that's also through referral, where we're able to connect with our specific demographic. Um, you know, when we launched, I know I tell entrepreneurs all the time that what you want to do is you want to launch a MVP, and that's Mary Victor Paul, which is the minimal viable product. You don't want to invest a whole lot into your technology you so you're, you're kind of certain that you're going to get some type of traction. There's some followers. Basically, people are going to pay for your service. And, and so by us launching an MVP, we were able to launch it to the San Francisco Bay Area, which is the area that we're in, get some traction, uh, get some clients that are onboarded, and do a whole lot of learning. Now, after that was done, we are now in the process of upgrading our app to 2.0, which is, again is going to be available in May, and we're adding a lot of new features. One of the features I'm pretty excited about is membership. So um, as our co- as our company works right now, it's more like Uber, and you you know the first person that is available in your particular area would be the one that comes and provides the service. So if I'm in uh, a certain city, I need service. I go to the Crispy app. I I I, I request someone that first licensed professional in the area would come. When we launch our membership part, which I'm super excited about, that membership, when you sign up for a membership with us, you'll be able to select exactly who you want to provide service. You'll have access to profiles and and, and ratings and and, and see pictures of of all the um, providers in a particular area. And then you could literally select that person to come provide service for you, and you can actually set that up on a routine scheduled uh, basis, so that every second Friday, let's let's call it, that particular provider would be in your schedule, right on your calendar, and come to provide service. So it's the membership part, uh, along with the pay as you go, that I'm super excited about in the brand new app.
0: So you're you're not pre revenue. You've actually had some profit. Uh... Or at least some income uh, in the recent and uh, your in your recent company history.
2: Absolutely, no. We are absolutely post revenue. We're post revenue uh, MVP and marketplace post revenue, and we are gearing up for the biggest year ever at Crispy Technologies.
0: What What's your uh, what's your your previous uh, total uh, quarterly uh, uh, numbers?
2: Yeah, so quarterly we're averaging. Um, we have an MRR of you know twelve to fifteen thousand dollars you know a, a month right now. So we're looking at um, you know forty to sixty you know thousand per quarter, um, and and that again is before we launch our new app and we go on to memberships. Uh, we believe that we can you know reach the million dollar mark you know in the in the next um, you know eight to twelve months, and then at that point we'll be going out um, for Series A in order to um, not only um, grow our infrastructure and our technology and and add more people, but also to um, open up um, 20 or 30 more markets across the country. I feel like we have absolutely um, found traction in our current geography, which at this this time is Northern California, but we are super excited about the national opportunity that presents itself with our on-demand service.
0: Out of your, uh, recent, uh, uh, income, what, what do you, uh, have you calculated your net at this point? You know what, after your service providers are paid, what
2: what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. So the way we work is a rev share model, right? So, um, you know, the way we work, a percentage goes to the provider and and the rest comes to us. Uh, we, we, our rake is, you know, 30%. So whatever the, our average price is, you know, um, $49 for an on-demand haircut and, 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 um, and you know, 70% goes to provider and 30% comes to, to Crispy. You know, after all the expenses that we have in regards to running the business, we're looking at a, a net of, you know, 10 to 15%, which we believe it's going to be pretty uh, healthy and, and scalable uh, as we grow to more, uh, more, more locations across the country.
0: Do you think as you scale that your your net will go down or will it go up due to experience? What's gonna happen there? Well,
2: because we're more like a uh, a SaaS model because all the work is done in the app, what, what history shows, and I mean, especially other companies like us, is that as you scale, your net actually rises because it doesn't take as many people <laughs> to run an app-based company, a SaaS-based company, as it does a traditional brick and mortar. So we would you know, hypothetically assume, or, or just look at past history, say that as time goes up, we become more efficient and also the profitability goes up. So we believe that that, that net should increase, uh, especially in that you know five to 10 year um, range.
0: Well, it seems as you scale though, you have a problem with uh, logistics and logistically mm-hmm. getting the providers in and uh, make sure that they're qualified and so forth. Working in the Bay Area is one thing, but even moving it to LA or Phoenix or someplace like that, you're, you're reaching out. You don't know what the quality of the person is. You don't know what, you know. So how can you scale with uh, and efficiently?
2: Yeah, great question, Chris. Um, what the one thing that we we pride ourselves on is making sure that you have the crispy experience as we call it. You know, matter, no matter where you are, what city you're in. And so we've got an onboarding um, process where we actually um, bring on each particular provider through a digital interface and a live training session and coaching sessions that we do on a pretty consistent basis every week to make sure that we've got the right providers that have the right experience that can provide the crispy experience. Now, what we've noticed is that as we grow and scale and we add new providers, um, one thing that we're bringing to the marketplace, uh, which is very, very new and innovative, is that we believe that our model can support a hybrid model, meaning we're we're not going to only have independent contractors, which a lot of of, um, gig economy on-demand companies have used we believe that the best providers could be the best employees for Crispy. And and so what we're planning on doing is having a hybrid model that has both employee providers and independent contractor providers so that we can make sure that the bulk of them, the people that come on Crispy are handled by our employee providers where we can have a lot more control of quality consistency and making sure that deliver that Crispy experience no matter what city and location that
0: you're in. Okay, let me try a hypothetical for you. Uh, Derek, Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, I understand the benefit to the consumer. However, if I am the provider of the service and I've gone to uh, you know school to learn the craft and, and all of that, uh, uh, and I, I look at it, and I, first of all, how are you going to contact me? How are you going to reach out to me to let me know this? A opportunity exists? And secondarily, uh, is it really going to profit me better than being in a, a uh, brick and mortar salon type situation?
2: Oh, absolutely. Great, great questions. Uh, we have noticed in our three years in business that providers make more money per appointment with Crispy. Let me say that again. <laughs> we have seen literally that our providers make more money per appointment with Crispy. And we also are going to give them the flexibility of being an independent contractor or being being an employee, right? You get the the choice. And and with the benefits um, of being an employee come technology benefits that a lot of tech companies enjoy um, that are gonna be provided to those providers. So when we first got into this business, uh, we believe that the provider part, and, and, and again, we're a marketplace, right? So we've got supply and demand. So we believe that the um, the provider was going to be the biggest challenge. However, we have seen in the last three years that the, supp- the supply of providers on our app is at an incredible number, that we need to provide more demand. <laughs> so um the providers love it they love the ability to actually be the boss control their time make more money and also to decide get benefits and decide when they want to work and and not have to be kind of tied down if if i can use it the 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 term to a chair or brick and mortar because as we all know um the times have changed
0: well, I would I would think though, if I were in a in a chose the employee route uh, with Crispy as opposed to the independent contractor, that what I would uh, find was that uh, the as an employee I would expect to get the first call, and Absolutely. so the independent contractor is going to be kind of dragging up the rear end a little bit and saying, okay, well, uh, so how are you going to balance that out and satisfy the independent contractor? if you have a number of employees in the same area?
2: Yeah, so the the great thing about our algorithm, our proprietary algorithm, that it it looks at supply and demand in the marketplace. Um, On average, again, even if you're an independent contractor, you're still going to make more money per appointment than you would be in a brick and mortar. So that's already the case. Um, And also, there's a bonus plan that the independent contractors get allowed to join into as well. And and so as the company wins and the region wins, we break it down into regions. Everybody wins in that region. That is including employee providers and independent contractors. Because what we want is we want them all fired up and and working hard um, to to be a part of this CRISPY experience. And we believe that we've got the model to do that.
0: Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine, not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. The CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Make Your Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Well, I, I'm going to let uh, Ellen get into the, uh, the numbers <laughs> side of this. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. That was, been that. Waiting.
2: she's been, oh, let me get
0: in. Oh, I know she has been. She's been just, she's been looking at me like,
1: what? Knock on my door, will you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Okay. Now, you said earlier, Derek, that a percentage of your revenue is app-based, another percentage is referral-based, and a final percentage is... Uh, based on your, I can't read my own writing. Well, I want to ask you the question, which says basically, um, how did you de- arrive at those percentages? Did you look at them as a whole or individual, individually, and then extract their contribution?
2: Yeah, so we looked at it um, individually. Um, you know, first. And and then we extract extracted our um we, we had to we had to make sure that the the appointment level for the provider was again more than it would be for a traditional brick and mortar appointment, right? And and so we wanted to number one price that and then create the share the share percentage based on that theory or, or that hypothesis, I should say. Um, okay. and, and and so when we did that, we were like, okay, the first um year we had to experiment to make sure we had the percentage correctly. And 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 then once we did and figured out that that was the beneficial part where we want to make sure that number one, the provider's making more money again. So then when when we looked at it on the individual basis and came up with the calculation, now we're at the calculation that we are the ref share model where we are, where the provider makes more money and it was from that that time and that and that that learning that we had to dial in that percentage so that it was a win win on both sides and and that's really the key like we don't want to be um a, you know a company that's that 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 provides a service that's not a win win on both sides and right now it really is the provider makes more money crispy's able to to survive as a company right and, and so that allows us to continue and and provide, you know, jobs and opportunity for everyone in the marketplace.
1: Now, here's a question. Very few companies look at their, they look at the MRR, but mm-hmm. they really look at the internal rate of return. Have you sure. calculated yeah, or so estimated your internal rate of return?
2: Internal rate of, re- of return? No, we have not. We have not looked okay. at that.
1: All right. No worries. Um, okay. So how, how was the name Crispy
2: developed? Yeah, so great question on that. I get asked that all the time, Ellen. And, and so um, what Crispy means is, is crisp and clean. So it would be crisp, right? Um, but we've, we found that that was just not in line with the slang that's going on right now. So there's a lot of people using Crispy as a word to of action of, of so we decided to add that and so now it's crispy which means that you are getting crisp and clean it's it's a an action word and, and or or looking crisp and clean and, and so that's where the word came from regards to crispy.
1: Okay all right thank you okay <laughs> now um, <laughs> that's a fun uh, answer okay now <laughs> <laughs> you have, um, you said that your company gained traction based on the app, and I wanted to ask you with the other three percentages that you've calculated, are you certain that it was the app that gave your company the traction, or was it a combination of all the elements combined?
2: It was uh, definitely a um I think it was a combination of, of multiple things, right? Because, you know, the, we, we threw the app out there um, and, and, and not sure, again, it was an MVP, right? So we weren't sure what was going to happen. But what wound up happening is um, the marketing, the app, the referrals all working together. And I, and I would actually add good experience by clients. Um, so it was a mixture of those things that created the the environment to succeed or, or to create traction in the marketplace, right? Um a lot of people, um, unfortunately, the the build it and they will come, <laughs> kind of kind of thought. Um really it, it doesn't happen. You you really have to um for every action there's an opposite or equal reaction, right? So you've got to put action to make things happen. And and for us, it was not just putting the app in the marketplace, but it was the the way we marketed the app, who we marketed to, our specific demographic, and also those people having a great experience and referring other people. So I would think that all of those ingredients kind of contributed to uh, getting us to the point that we are right now.
1: Okay, so it sounds like in that scenario you just described, it was a consistent kind of, um, uh, goodness, I I, I think of a battleship and the guns are firing asynchronous yeah. asynchronously. And that's how you developed your marketing plan into the marketplace. It was an in uh, uh,
2: asynchronous
1: uh, delivery of your product and service.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. All right. Now the duration of the training for the um, providers, but yes. before you answer that, tell me this. You're okay. In the old days, you would be called a barber, okay? Right. These days you're called a stylist. My question yes. to you is what is the ratio of male to female in your customer base?
2: Absolutely, so great question, Ellen. So our uh, client base right now as it stands is 80%, 80% men, right, and 20% women. So our barbers are the majority of the, the providers, that we call them providers, the providers on our application. So I would say it is 80% men and 20% women. However, there are a number of women that are coming to us, you know, 20% right now, um, that are coming to us for hair cutting services. And they are requesting additional services. Uh, in addition to that, we've noticed that women are the largest. Um, visitors to our website, right? And so they are looking for advice, information, and and, and uh, interaction with our brand. So um, our stylists right now are the minority. Our barbers are the majority. However, we do see that over time, more evening out um, to maybe a 60-40 split of, of barbers to stylists as we um, add additional services to um the one to, to the to stylist that we have on board and that we'll be able to provide to our our um our women uh clients as that base increases over the years
1: okay all right um uh let me ask this question um what's the duration of your training for yes. your yeah
2: yeah so uh, we, we so one of the main things that we 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 have in, in, is that we only have licensed providers, whether that's barbers or stylists, they're only they're all they're only licensed. So you must have a license to be on the application. That's number one. Uh, number two, we go through a two-week training program to onboard our providers, making sure that number one that they can do the job. That they that we've um, they satisfied all of our uh, vetting process and in regards to interviewing, making sure that they have the skills, et cetera. And, and they have to get through the whole process before they are activated in the app. So we so our stringent onboarding program, which has worked and we truly believe in it, making sure that we get the best providers in a particular area so that they can provide the crispy experience. So, that's the, that's the answer to the question.
1: Okay, good. Now, I just want to segue to the revenue. (laughs) Okay. Now you are beyond pre-revenue and now you're into, uh, I think you said series A, is that correct?
2: Yeah. So we are, we are at the stage now where we need to get in, in, in my eyes, uh, or, or the information I've gotten from a number of investors is that we need to get at a consistent MRR of about $100,000 to be ready for Series A. Okay. And, and Right. So right now we are pre-Series A, um, with the goal of being to get to Series A. You know, um, you know, within the next 12 months.
1: Okay. Now, do you, uh, as the founder or well, the owner, are you designing your MRR so that you can hit that target for Absolutely. investors? Okay. That
2: that's the the number one reason why. Right, we're currently out, you know, for seat, you know, for additional seed money in order to increase our marketing budget, which we've got planned out for the rest of the year, along with our app launch, et cetera. Uh, because we know our metrics, we know our our our, our KPIs. That you know, it, it caught what our cost is to acquire a customer, uh, which is thirty five dollars, and how much money we need to generate into the marketing in order to generate enough monthly clients in order to hit that number. So we've already figured that out, done the numbers. We, we're, we're very confident of what that marketing budget needs to be in order to reach that reach that level where we can get Series A.
0: Okay, okay. In fact, if I could kind of break in here just a moment because we're getting toward the end of our episode here today, uh, but let's get down to the important part to the investors. How much are you looking for? How are you structuring it? And uh, when do you need it, and what are you using it for? So I'll just yeah, ask so, all four questions at once.
2: <laughs> yeah. So currently we're doing a uh, a safe round currently um, with a um, with, you know with a cat, and we're looking to raise a million dollars, a million five is what we're we're looking for in order to inject that money into our marketing, uh, our technology, our people, and um, and our admin. And and so forty percent of that money is going directly into marketing because that's the type of marketing budget that you need in order to get to the next level. So um, we need it now. We're raising money right now. It is again a safe round, um, and I'm sure everyone may or may not know what a, a simple agreement you know for funding is. Um, so there there is a safe round uh, that's going that we're taking money in that we're going to um, get our investors know interested in, in crispy and, and invested in crispy so that they can get a also a discount when we go to our next round
0: and do you, you uh, think what what's a return on their investment do you have any uh, projections
2: um well we have a a five-year projection that is, is a very good return on investment um, based on the projection number that that we're you know 10 to 15 you know X. Is a is a is a pretty uh, realistic uh, return on investment uh, when we reach our goals in the five to seven year range.
1: Okay, not bad, not and, bad. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> any uh, any final questions before we uh, are at the end of uh, this
1: episode? I think Derek just answered the one that I was going to ask.
0: <laughs> Very good. Okay, and Derek, for you. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say to the investors and the other people in the audience that we haven't already talked about? Uh, like something from the heart, you know, go ahead. Tell us. Something. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about this particular um, uh, industry that we're in. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. Um, I My mom was a barber. I don't, I don't know if I shared you, you, you all that. But I but I but I literally remember growing up and 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 being a kid and having to go to the barbershop and sit there um, as my mom was 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 cutting hair. And 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 um, and she would um, me and my brother, my brother would go to the shop. And we'd just be sitting there fidgeting and and you know, can't we leave? No, <laughs> can't leave. I need to, I need to cut I need to cut hair. And so we would literally be in the shop for hours as my mom uh, you know, cut hair, and and, and and I had no idea that at this point I'd be bringing a, a solution to the marketplace where providers or, or barbers and hairstylists could work out of the barbershop in the hair salon, make more money, and and, and be able to provide for their families. Um, you know, it's funny how life works, right? I had no <laughs> idea that, that that would happen. Um, I decided not to, you know, follow my mom's footsteps and in, 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 in the be getting the barber and and um, in cosmetology industry. I went the business route, uh, you know, getting my bachelors and in, in, in my MBA in business um, with the emphasis in marketing. Um, but it's funny how I'm the one that's bringing the solution to the marketplace that I believe is going to change the industry forever. So um, come along on the crispy ride and, and be a part of the change that's going to happen and uh, change lives for everyone in the future.
1: From California to North Carolina to New York, you got it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just
0: make sure you, you uh, make those states uh, part of your priorities for uh, myself and for Ellen. Uh, Absolutely. Derek, thank you so much for being a part of this episode of Make Your Pitch. Uh, we are excited for you and we certainly would do everything in our uh, scope In order to help you reach your goals uh, Uh, and are always here to help out in any way we can Uh, and for those that are watching right now i hope you have uh, enjoyed uh, derek and his concept which is unique and looks like it has a lot of value to it so as an investor i think you've got something you need to probably contact derek and chat about we didn't talk about his team and a couple of other things which i know you would like to know as an investor But that's a conversation that I'm sure Derek will have with you one-on-one. But before we close, we always say... Make your pitch. Exactly. And we will see you on the podcast on Thursday of next week. Uh, See you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch go smash the subscription button, and if you want, leave us a five-star review.
1: If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how.
0: But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.